Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine, the show that teaches you how to survive the things that could kill you. Like helicopter crashes, piranhas, and poisoning. Ooh, or the things that make you just wish you were dead. Like accidentally liking an ex's Instagram pic, pulling on a door that says push. (laughs) Or cracking your head on a hotel room sink? Yeah, that's bad. We should probably just start the music. I think so. Ground is shaking under our feet. Mountains on fire, flooding in the street. Can't breathe the air, can't fight the feeling. Goblin down, Xanax ain't the way to be dealing. Gotta do better than just getting high. We gotta stick together if we're gonna Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. I am Danielle. I'm Christine. My world has been rocked, Christine. I'm reeling. Garen just told us some news. Shocking. That nine perfect strangers <laughs> got picked up. I mean, with everything else that's happening Is it going to be called nine more perfect strangers? Nine or people who aren't strangers anymore? Nine people who kind of know each other and went through hell together. and Nine casual acquaintances. Wasn't, wasn't the place closed down? Wasn't it? Like raided? You watched the whole thing, so let us know. I thought that the compound was like, oh no, she drives off with her imaginary dead child. Um, (laughs) And went and filmed The Northman. And went and filmed The Northman in five other series and then came back. And I'm fascinated to see what her accent will be next season. I mean, I can't watch it, but I can't believe that. I really can't believe that. Now I need to know everything. If it's the same, it can't be the same cast. No, it's got to be new people. Maybe it's just a, a, a court drama and they're going to sue her. I'll, she, you know, she looks good in a pantsuit. She does look good in a... She looks good in everything. Of course she does. I, now I need to know. I need to know if Nicole Kidman's coming back. Anyway, that is... Someone someone in the wig department just threw themselves a party. Because <laughs> they have work for the next nine months or so. I, I love a good Nicole Kidman update. I love it. We're, we're here. She's our unofficial mascot, don't you think? I think so. Yeah. You know, I think she's great. I love her and I love to keep up with her. <laughs> Keeping up with Kim. 
Kim. That's not her name. Keeping up with Nicole Kidman. Kidman. Yeah. She's keeping up with the Kidmans. Except she's the only one. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's how she likes it. All right. Oh, glasses are on, everyone. Yeah. We're getting Shitty serious. Shitty glasses are on. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about you two. Are you ready? Yep. How to survive poisoning. Ooh, this, Ooh. Is a, this is a big one. This is a big one. There's lots of ways to be poisoned. Um... In 2020, the 55 U.S. poison control centers provided telephone guidance for over 2.1 million human poison exposures. Whoa. That's about 6.4 poison exposures per 1,000 population. That's a lot. 37.9 poison exposures in children younger than six years to every 1,000 children. That's a lot. Out of 1,000 children, six are getting into some nonsense. Yeah, yeah. One poison exposure reported to U.S. poison control centers every 15 seconds. Man, they, their their phone lines are just on fire. Did your kids ever get into? To, oh yes. Jesus! Of course, Benjamin. Yes, it was Benjamin, wasn't it? Of course, it was. What? What? He's just attracted to danger. He is our danger boy. Yeah. What did he do? Well, he was shaking my medications one morning. <laughs> These are mommy's go cuckoo pills. One of the caps must not have been on there tightly, and of course, it was my anti seizure medication. Oh Jesus! And I came into the bedroom. I had just gone to go to the bathroom really quickly in the morning, and all of the pills were all over my bed and he was making this face oh no i'm making a really unattractive face right now yeah like i've just swallowed 10 pills i couldn't tell i counted but i didn't know how many how would yeah you just are like so i called poison control and they were like you have to take him to the emergency room right away right one of those pills can be deadly oh jesus christ so we this kid is a ticking time bomb I know, right that's why i'm always like be careful every time he leaves the house so we raced in the out of the house he's fine it's in the house I, he has all these problems may, yeah maybe we're the problem you're maybe the problem we should send him to boarding school yeah so they're about 10 months old 11 months old we race them to cedar sinai tell them what happened oh my god and he has to drink this is awful it's charcoal yeah I get to that. Like yeah. liquid charcoal, but it's it's like a liter of it. Ugh. It's so Ugh. much. So she's trying to get him to drink a it. A 10-month-old. Yeah, and it's just like coming. Yeah, they can barely drink. He's just spitting it out as we're as we're trying to get him to drink it. And so it's it's everywhere. It's all over his body. It's all over the stroller. It's all over the floor. And she's mixing it with apple juice, mixing yeah, it how with would milk. You, right. And he's just putting it in his bottle. Where, and it's just going. <laughs> it's just spit take after Everywhere. <laughs> until she's like, okay, I think that's, I think we're good. I think we got enough in him. But then you have to w- stay there for like right. eight hours. To make sure he doesn't. And they're not, they're too young to watch TV really. And all they want, they've just learned to walk. So all they want to do, and we have to stay in this little oh five by God. five room. With these two kids who are oh just learning how to God. walk and keep them entertained. It was... And they're covered in charcoal. It was fine. He was fine. Did they smell like a briquette? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll have to dig up that Were you picture. like, oh, I could really use some uh, barbecue right oh, now? Oh, we barbecued after that. Yeah. For just, sure. Just put his onesie on the <laughs> under the grill and have a so, party. Yes. I, I've had this experience. How did I know? How did I know? I think my son is just risk averse like I am. We never had a close... We never had a... Uh, I mean, we put the baby locks on, you know, the the drawers and stuff. Yeah. And then when we moved, he was under two. Yeah. We're like, oh, we're not going to put him on. Because he never did that. He never opened up anything. He's just, he's I just not it. curious. I, Benjamin's going to appear, I think, in every episode. <laughs> he is. He's, he's our star. He Forget Nicole Kidman. 
Benjamin is our mascot. Yes. He's our poster child. Okay. While young children younger than six years comprise a disproportionate percentage of the cases, poisoning affects all age groups from infants to seniors. Peak poisoning frequency occurs in one and two year olds, but poisoning in teens and adults are more serious. Uh Notice that the greater proportion of males in poison exposures occurring in children younger than 13 switches to female predominance in teens and adults. Interesting. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure why. Across all ages, there were 633 poison exposures reported per 100,000 population. The highest incident occurred in one and two year olds. So makes sense. He's a he's a he's a uh, he's hitting all the markers. Yeah, but he was ahead of the curve because he was only 10 months old. That's true. He is. He's an overachiever. Yeah. Um, across all ages, 76.9% of poison exposures reported to U.S. poison centers in 2020 were unintentional. 18.3% were intentional. Ooh, that's the stuff I'm yes. into. The women who want to get rid of their husbands. The women with the fancy rings where you open it up. Oh, and you tap, put it tap, over tap. a drink. Yes. That seems like like quicksand and other things. That seems like a, a constant of childhood entertainment that somehow people were always poisoning other people with powder yes. kept in their ring or like a vincent price movie yes yeah 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 i'm i want to get one of those rings though just because it do sounds too. like a cool ring to have yeah just Maybe keep, a necklace to match right just keep um or like pixie well i was gonna say pixie stick dust in there okay are pixie sticks those things that are just sugar yeah you keep not real poison. just keep I, i'll just keep stevia in there Oh, yeah. That's, that's a, a good, good idea, idea right? I'm gonna use, For my coffee. I'm going to use real sugar because I, I... Yeah, I, you I, live on the edge. I do live on the edge. And then think of us, how cool we are at brunch. Yeah, you just open up. It's like, okay, my coffee does taste a little metallic, but... But look how cool look I am. Look how cool I am. Let's do that in our 70s. <gasps> and we'll be those ladies yes. who wear too much lace and freak people out. Yes, <laughs> let's wear too much lace and freak people out. I love it. I think any amount of lace would be too much lace. Uh, agreed. So I'm trying to picture what are we wearing? Like like our like a like doily? L- lace is coming off our oh, sleeves. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. Victorian ghosts. Yes, yes we're Victorian ghosts. Yes, yes. Yes, with fancy rings with stevia in it. Well, at that point I'm using sugar. You Fuck kidding yeah. me? I don't care at that point. Oh, we have long cigarettes. The holders. Yes. We have the holders, long cigarettes. Yes. We're Grey Gardens. Oh, my God. I want to Grey Garden it up. I know. I can't See, wait to be Grey Gardens with you. We have something you. to get, look forward to about getting old. That's right. I, I, I don't have much to look forward to now. So, <laughs> I mean, that is, I'm excited about that whole scenario. It's coming. Poisoning occurs anytime you sustain harm to your body or even death as a result of swallowing, inhaling, touching, or injecting substance that is dangerous. You may become poisoned if you inhale smoke or carbon monoxide, ingest cleaning substances or other toxic things, or overdose on a drug or medication. The most important ways to save yourself from poisoning are to recognize when you are in trouble, get out of harm's way, and seek appropriate medical help when needed. And also not to marry beneath your station. Because no. if you're very wealthy, yeah, that's you're going to get poisoned. People want that cash. Okay, method one, seeking help. Call for help if you think you've been poisoned. If you suspect that you have been poisoned, it is key to call for help immediately. Mm-hmm. The time delay between the poisoning and treatment can mean the difference between life and death in some cases. Therefore, call emergency services or your local poison control center immediately for advice on how best to proceed. When we were kids, there'd be stickers on the phone of like poison control. Yes. But now that we don't have home phones, 
I guess you just call 911. I wouldn't know how to call poison control. No, you you'd Google have to it. Google it, but yeah. why not just call 911? Although those operators never seem very friendly whenever I hear a 911 call played. They're always it's because like, it's you again. <laughs> it's just like, uh, enough with this woman and her kid. Jesus Christ, get a handle on your kids, lady. <laughs> That's a good point. No, they're all very, I think they're taught to be sort of remote well, and to keep people it, calm. Whenever it's, it's, it's when they play them, you know, in, yeah. in documentaries or in, in reenactments and the person's like out of, you know, upset, they're always like, calm down, sir. I know. Calm they're, down, sir. And I'm like, yeah. gosh, could you be a little nicer? Yeah, I know. I, I, it's, they are told, to, I guess they must be because yeah. you're right. Every time I've heard them, they're, yeah. Seek emergency medical care if you have symptoms of poisoning. If you notice any of the following signs or symptoms, call for help immediately. These symptoms can be signs of severe and or life-threatening poisoning. Confusion, Mm -hmm. drowsiness or altered levels of consciousness, difficulty breathing or shortness of breath, seizures. Uh Uh-oh. Ironic since, well, he would have been okay, I guess, because he took the medicine. He took the anti-seizure medicine. Yeah. And uncontrollable restlessness or agitation. Oh, I think my dad's been poisoned many, many times. Um, Collect any relevant information about the source of poisoning. Regardless of the type of poisoning, the more specific information you can offer healthcare professionals, the better your chances are of saving yourself and surviving the incident. If possible, let them know what substance you were exposed to, how much you were exposed to, and how long ago the poisoning happened. For example, if you overdose on medications or illegal drugs, tell the medical professionals you talk to what you took and how much. This is no time to be coy. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I just took my headache powders. <laughs> <laughs> if possible, bring any... Pro- you could keep headache powder in your ring, yes, too. whatever. I just sniffed what was in my ring. Maybe we just need, like, all... Like, all... F- 10 fingers to have rings on them but then you can mix it up and then you've put arsenic in your coffee yeah you're snorting you know stevia instead of your cocaine yeah it's no good if possible bring any products packages or pill bottles with you did you do that to the hospital did you yes i did Okay, method two, getting out of harm's way. Remove any clothing with talk. This is where it gets sexy. Oh, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) I think you were so uncomfortable with even doing that music that you didn't get it right. My body wouldn't let me. You wouldn't. Remove any clothing with toxic substances on it. Meow. If your clothing is contaminated with a poisonous or toxic substance, remove it as quickly as possible to prevent further contact of the poison with your skin. Wear gloves if you can so you can bear... So that your bare hands do not come into unnecessary contact with dangerous substances. Clean your skin with a shower or washcloth. If your skin has a poisonous substance on it, hop in the shower or use a wet washcloth to remove it as soon as possible. The less time your skin spends in contact with toxic materials, the better, as this will decrease damage to the skin as well as potential absorption of the poison through your skin. Flush out your eyes with clean water. If you have gotten a poisonous substance in your eye, oh. and there is an eye wash station available, as there are in many chemistry labs and academic settings, use the eye wash station immediately to flush out your eye. If you are at home or in another setting, run the tap with cool or lukewarm water and place the affected eye underneath it. Flush out your eye for up to 20 minutes. Now, my neck's going to hurt if I have to put my eye under a faucet for 20 minutes well maybe i'm saying i mean i'm not like saying that you're the putting most... your head backwards maybe you can put it like down either up. way either way i'm gonna have to ha- put a cold compress as soon as i <laughs> save myself from dying yes there's gonna have to be some cold compress maybe, on my neck you know what book a massage book a massage 
massage right after. That's okay. First, save your eyes. Poison control, massage place. Yes. Okay. Move to an area with fresh air to get away from fumes. If you've inhaled a poison such as smoke from a fire or carbon monoxide, get outside into the fresh air as soon as possible. The less time spent inhaling toxic fumes, the better. Getting to fresh air can help prevent the serious lung lung injury and in Mm. severe cases, death. So leave L.A. County. Yes. Get in your car. Book that massage out of the city. Read the label for instructions if you've swallowed a poison. If you... (laughs) I just like the idea that you're dying frothing at the mouth and you're like, I need my reading glasses. (laughs) Where are those CVS reading glasses? I can't see this. I can't see the (laughs) label. Honey, can you read this label? If you're going to be poisoned, poison... Get poison next to someone who has good eyesight. Yes. Poison with a large font. Yes. If you have ingested a toxic substance and know what the substance is, such as a household cleaning agent, read the label to see if there is guidance as to how to minimize the damaging effects. There may also be information regarding potential antidote. Okay. Method three, receiving medical treatment. Go to the emergency room to have your vital signs monitored. The first thing that will happen when you arrive in the emergency department is that a nurse will check your vital signs, including your respiration rate, your pulse, your blood pressure, and other important data such as the oxygen levels in your blood. You will likely be hooked up to monitors for continual evaluation of your vital signs as the doctors identify and treat the cause of your poisoning. You may need to receive IV fluids, have oxygen delivered via nasal prongs, or receive other medical support to ensure that your vital signs do not get into a dangerous zone. Will they give me a teddy bear? Do you think? Did they give um did they give Benjamin a teddy bear? They gave both did. my kids a teddy bear. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. When Oliver was little, his uncle, but Jimmy's brother, was here and he had to go to the hospital for some reason, and they gave Oliver a teddy bear. And we named him E B which was emergency bear. Did he have little scrubs on? Yes. He did have little scrubs on. And then later he had a Star Trek uniform on because I bought it at um, Build-A-Bear. That's cute. Yeah. So he was like my dad because he had the yellow Star Trek outfit. I know. And then I had to put the bear in the closet because I somehow grew it. I know. We still have those bears and they're put away. Already? We have their nine. Oh, I don't know. I don't think that's too old for... No, they still have stuffies, but they've moved on to new stuffies. Oh, new stuffies. Okay. All right. Have activated charcoal administered if needed. Here we go. Yes. If you have ingested a toxic substance, including pill overdoses, the emergency room physician may give you activated charcoal. Activated charcoal helps prevent the toxic substances from being absorbed into your bloodstream. It depends upon the cause of your poisoning, whether or not this is effective. In certain cases, if administered soon enough after ingestion, activated charcoal charcoal can save your life. Wow. If you throw up the activated charcoal, you must unfortunately take another dose. <laughs> Don't try to treat yourself with activated charcoal at home. I wouldn't know how. Would you just go out to the backyard and take it up? Crush your charcoal. Just take it out of your grill. Grill and yeah. This treatment needs to be administered by a medical professional. Yeah, done and done. That feels like something that like those people who drank bleach instead of getting the vaccine yeah would oh yeah try, definitely right they'd yeah, be like because i ain't going no hospital and getting no charcoal i get got my own charcoal yeah because i think charcoal is like one of those things that people use for reasons that have nothing to do with you know the the, the actual the properties of charcoal yeah like sex stuff <laughs> no i wasn't Christine, what what would that be? I don't know. Okay, because I don't know what that would be either. But now I am. That's how you heat up your relationship. <laughs> I, with maybe, briquettes. Maybe. 
I don't know. Listen, I've been married a long time. I know. Our anniversary is coming up. And, um, Hold up. She's going to look up the date. She doesn't know. <laughs> no, I do know the date. It's this weekend. But um, Oh, this weekend? Yeah, but Jimmy texted me. Um, Jimmy texted me. FYI, I ordered the eight COVID tests we can get from the government. <laughs> and I thought, yep, the fire's still alive. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's what you're doing this weekend for your anniversary? COVID testing? I guess. That's well, I'm going to be recovering from my um, oh, from nasal surgery. ear surgery thing. So uh, we may or may not be going out. It just depends. I don't know how I'm going to be. I think I'll be fine. Can I give you a tip? Sure. Briquettes. Briquettes. <laughs> just shove them up my ass and see if that <laughs> makes me feel Butt better. Stuff. Butt stuff. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Um, okay. So now I'm going to tell you. Oh, wait. Sorry. One more thing. Talk to your doctor about other tests and treatments you may need. You may need to go for a CT scan, have an ECG, a test on your heart, and or have blood or urine test done to help your doctor confirm the diagnosis and the source of your poisoning. I mean, this gets into, like, who poisoned you. Once the cause of your poisoning has been confirmed, your doctor can then administer any antidotes. I love antidotes. I love that, like, I don't know, it just makes it so old-fashioned. To reverse the effects, I guess I like an old-fashioned poisoning. I guess that's what I'm saying. I like the idea of it. Fairy tale, old fashioned poisoning with an antidote. Yes. um, To reverse the effects of the poison. If a specific antidote exists for your form of poisoning. If not, they will treat you on a symptom basis, giving you medication as needed to keep you safe until you recover. I guess I just think of antidotes as like a fake thing. Yeah. And when there really is a real antidote. Yes. Because antidotes are used so much in, you know, popular culture like we'll we'll create an antidote right and then that it's a real thing just like makes me happy what i find so crazy is that you can get an antidote from the thing that poisoned you like right? you talk about snakes or spiders yes. and it's like they're milking the thing and then they get yes. it and then they can use it to save you oh by the way this has nothing to do with anything but um we because when you said the snakes then it made me think of rats and we were watching tv the other night and our TV room has uh, glass doors that open onto our backyard and I saw something scurry. Yes. I have a real problem. I mean, I really get scared. I mean, it scurried away. It didn't scurry toward okay. us. It was outside. I was yes. inside. But I was like, I was, my whole body like Shivers. seizes in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess that's what it's like being you two all the time. <laughs> Just like scared of everything. But for me, it's only this one thing. <laughs> I guess I'm fortunate. <laughs> I'm just running around just shivering. scared all the time. Um, okay, I'm going to tell you a story about someone who was poisoned. Yay. Do you guys know who Rasputin was? Yeah, I've heard that name. It's like some name you hear, but maybe don't really know who it is. I'll give you a little bit of it. Is it a real person? Yes, or Rasputin. A- yes, oh, okay. yes. Okay, he lived from 1869 to 1916. He was a Russian mystic and self-proclaimed holy man who befriended the family of Nicholas II, the last emperor of Russia, and gained considerable influence in late imperial Russia. So Nicholas II was the last czar. You've heard of him. The whole family was killed. Anastasia maybe ran away and was someone else. Like some woman in America years later claimed to be her or England or something. Anyway. That doesn't matter. In nineteen, in late 1906, Rasputin began acting as a healer for the imperial couple's only son, Alexei, who suffered from hemophilia. Probably because he was inbred, I'm guessing. 
He was a devi- he was a de- divisive figure at court, seen by some Russians as a mystic, visionary, and prophet, and by others as religious charlatan. So he had he kept like doing things like the kids seemed like he was going to die, and then Rasputin would pray for him, and then something would would happen, and then he would be saved. So got it. Especially the uh, Nicholas II's wife, who is it's really cute. They call it the Tars the Zartina. <laughs> It's like the czar and the Zartina. That's cute. Yeah, it's cute. It's cute for a murderess. Um, okay. Rasputin soon became a controversial figure. He was accused by his enemies of religious heresy and rape, was suspected of exerting undue political influence over the czar, and was even rumored to be having an affair with the czarina. Zarina, not Zartina. That would be I like ridiculous. Zartina better. Zartina. A group of nobles led by Prince Felix Yusopov, Grand Duke Dmitry Pavlovich, and right-wing politician Vladimir Porichkevich decided that Rasputin's influence over the Tsarina threatened the empire, and they concocted a plan in December 1916 to kill him, apparently by luring him to Yusposov's palace. Yusposov said he invited Rasputin to his home shortly after midnight and ushered him into the basement. Yusopov offered Rasputin tea and cakes, it's nice. In my basement. In my basement. My co- it's, it's a finished basement. <laughs> it's a rec room. I have foosball down here. <laughs> Which have been laced. It's my man cave. <laughs> and also a real cave. <laughs> um, which have been laced with cyanide. Ooh. Rasputin initially refused the cakes, but then began to eat them. You know, I, I could see that too. You know, yeah. you're like, you're on a diet. I'm like, I really shouldn't eat those cakes. Mm-hmm. Or like, maybe they're poisoned. But you yeah. know what? I'm sitting here long enough. Everyone else is eating cake. I'm going to have some cakes. This doesn't seem like a poisoning. And you sop off surprise appeared unaffected by the poison. Whoa. Rasputin then asked for some Madeira wine, which had also been poisoned. Uh-huh. And drank three glasses. Holy but still show no signs of distress. He's like, I've been poisoning myself for a long time. I guess. Maybe. Maybe it's like in The Princess Bride, where he's been doing it so long, he's he's uh, gained a tolerance. At around 2.30 a.m., Yuzopov... Ex- I love that these guys are just waiting for this yes, guy to kick it. like, what is happening here? Yuzopov excused himself to go upstairs, where his fellow conspirators were waiting. He took a revolver... Why they didn't do this be- for the begin with, I don't know. From Dmitry Pavlovich then returned to the basement and told Rasputin that he'd better look at the crucifix than say a prayer, referring to a crucifix in the room, then shot him once in the chest. The conspirators then drove to Rasputin's apartment with Sukhotin wearing, I'm not sure who Sukhotin is, wearing Rasputin's coat and hat in an attempt to make it look as though Rasputin had returned home that night. Oh, sneaky. Yep. Upon returning to the palace, Yuzopov went back to the basement to ensure that Rasputin was dead. Suddenly, <laughs> Suddenly, Rasputin leaped up <laughs> and attacked Yuzopov, who freed himself with some effort and fled upstairs. Like, why didn't they check if he was dead before they drove These guys or whatever are they did? Amateurs. They're idiots. Rasputin followed Yuzopov into the palace's courtyard. So now he's been poisoned and shot. Oh and my he's gosh, this guy. Them, where he was shot by Poreshkevich. He collapsed into a snowbank. The conspirators then wrapped his body in cloth, drove it to the Petrovsky Bridge, and dropped it into the Maleka Nevaka River. Nevka River. So that was Rasputin. Wow. Um, that guy's hard to kill. He's so hard to he's kill. He's like, uh, he's like, uh, the, Jesus. Steven Seagal. <laughs> George Burns. I was going to say, he's like the guy from Taken, you know, like the, that you, Liam Neeson? Yeah, he's like a Liam Neeson. You can't kill him. 
Oh, okay. But I guess you can kill him because they did kill him. They did kill him, but it took a while. Yeah, he was hard to kill. You also have to look up pictures of Rasputin because it's like he he looks like a villain. Like it's yeah. hysterical. He's so scary looking. You know what he looks like? Yeah, he's, that long beard. He's got a long beard. He's really scary looking. He just and then there's this picture of this beautiful family of Nicholas II yes. and his gorgeous daughters. And his gorgeous wife. And then there's this scary as fuck looking guy standing there because he yes. had this. He was like the um, Steve Bannon of his time, <laughs> I guess. He like influenced the family and and raped all the like he may have raped the daughters. It's a whole thing. I don't like him. No. <laughs> oh, she, he's showing. He's creepy. Garen showing Christina a picture Ugh. of. Yeah, I mean, he looks the scary as fuck. Scary to, right. Yeah, the picture know. gives me the rat shivers. Oh, the rat shivers. What am I gonna do? I guess there's nothing to do. It's just... You could you could perform some cognitive behavioral therapy on yourself. On oh, myself? Yes. How do I do that? Charcoal? Look, well, <laughs> you gotta put a briquette up your butt. Yeah. You start by looking at some photos of rats. Okay. And then when you can tolerate that, yeah, you move to maybe looking at some videos of rats. Uh huh. Seeing them move. Mm hmm. Like okay. And then you just sort of increase your tolerance. Little by little, though, it has to be first. Okay. Have to just be able to look at like a photograph of a rat. Okay, let's start. At the, maybe it's a cartoon. Maybe you just start with a cartoon, <laughs> Jerry, a cartoon rat that you can handle. Okay. Whatever, whatever yeah. is the least amount of anxiety. Yeah, and then gradually you move to right. The, and whenever you can get tolerating past that point, you move on. It's you really take it slow. Yeah. Okay, that's a good idea. Or maybe I just don't. Or and you then can I just, just be afraid. I'm getting anxious just talking about it. Do you want to see a picture? No. I knew you were going to say that because I see you over there on your phone. No. Just show me Rasputin naked before I see a rat. Honestly, I don't want to. Holy cow. You can be afraid. It's okay. I know. You I can know. also, there are things you can do to make yourself I'm less, so less afraid. I'm so strong in every other way, Christine. I know. You're I'm a pillar really of strength. A, I am a pillar of strength. We all say that. Yeah, this is my Achilles heel. My Achilles squeal. <laughs> so, what is wrong with me? Your Achilles squeal. Yeah. You're allowed to have an Achilles squeal? I'm allowed to have an it's Achilles t- squeal. It's fine. We all have our Achilles squeal. <sighs> okay. And you, yours, you have many. I have many. I can't believe you can walk. <laughs> I mean, I'm not You're walking. hobbled. No, I'm, you are I'm, hobbled. I'm, I'm That's hobbling. Right. That's right. All right. Well, that was poisoning. That was fantastic. I love knowing who Rasputin is. Yes. I thought he was like a Grimm's fairy tale. I know. I And I don't character. blame you for that because it sounds like uh, Rumpelstiltskin. And it's just a name you sort of hear and don't. Oliver used to know this song. Well, he still knows it. But there was a song about Rasputin. That he would sing and then like because he's such a weirdo, he would every day in grade school or every week in grade school, they would get to request a song in music class. And he would always request this Rasputin song. I've never even known there was a Rasputin song. We'll put a link to it. They should make a movie about Rasputin. Well, I know they've made, you know, movies about the czar, Nicholas II and the family. So I'm sure he's in there. Okay. But yeah, now I do want to do a deep dive on him. Yeah, I want. Yeah. I'd watch a documentary about this story about this family. I don't know that much yes. about the czars and the czar yeah. Zarina. Zarina, is it Zari? Oh, Zar- and the boy, the son is called something too, but I can't remember what it is now. But another form of czar. Do you think he was poisoning the families to make them seem sick, and then well, not- I think hemophilia was a big thing then. So, 
Oh, maybe because it was only the boy. Maybe and he had something about better. You know, oh, that's interesting. Munchausen. Ooh. He was doing some Munchausen before Munchausen had Rasputin Munchausen. Yes, he was Rasputining them. And he that didn't yeah. catch. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They wanted that to catch, but then Munchausen, then Munchausen yeah. stole his thunder. <laughs> Fucking Munchausen, oh, always man. stealing people's literally. Yes. <laughs> well, not... Munchausen by proxy steals people's thunder. Right. That's what he was doing. Munchausen by proxy, Rasputin by proxy. He was trying. <sighs> We've covered a lot. We have done so much good today. We will be back, right? With our very special guest. Right after this. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. We have just been talking about how to survive poisoning, and now we're going to talk about how to survive poisoning yourself with alcohol with none other than Jimmy Pardo. From Never Not Funny. Yes, hello. Hi there. Welcome. And Monk... <laughs> I don't know if that's fair. I, I'm, I'm disappointed that my my arrival has uh, has um, rattled you two so that you didn't ask each other how your break was. That's always a oh, is that your favorite part of the that's show? My, that's literally my favorite part of the show. But we never have anything interesting to say. No, but I <laughs> but still like look forward it. to how was your break? It was Christine. How was your break? Oh, I scrolled my phone. Yeah. I wanted to see if anybody liked that video I posted with the man being eaten into the shark. And did anyone like it? I don't know. <laughs> it's hard for me to find those videos once I post them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're old. I've I've oh learned I've learned how to post things from TikTok <laughs> but not how to see them. into Instagram stories and then they just poof go away. <laughs> well, I watched a video and, and made you two watch it of um someone edited together the last scene of the last dance scene of Dirty Dancing to the Muppet sound track the Muppet theme the Muppet Joe theme and it was brilliant is it fun it's, it's really good wonderful it's like two of my favorite things put together how are you I, I, I'm doing well as you know I'm dealing with health issues every second I'm awake and no uh, one knows more than me I'm just waiting for the day that I don't have to deal with that anymore same and that I mean death yes uh, just counting down the seconds to um, that day um, more importantly, how does it feel to be on that side of the table? I don't care for it. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's awkward, uh, mainly because it took, uh, what, 39 shows to get me on? I, I'm a get. I'm a, I'm a heavy hitting guest. And you guys, Listen, you guys buried, I kept you asking me. you for qu- stories and you're like, I don't know. That's no, not 100% true. Anything. You guys buried me in the mix. This is Mike Henry before me? <laughs> Are you is, kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> this is sweeps. You're in Sweeps Week. <laughs> okay. We were waiting for Sweeps Week. Yeah. Uh, that Mike Henry episode was very good, by the way. I used Mike Henry because he's a friend. I'm not. Uh, because it's fun to make fun of him. Uh, he's got probably wearing a hat as we speak. Now. Kitty cats. Yeah. You love kitty cats. I do love kitty cats. I was just sharing you yesterday. You love their little heads. Yes, I do. I pet their little heads. And um, I was sharing with a uh, uh, friend of our show, friend of your show, I believe, Paul Gilmartin yesterday, that we have some feral cats that live uh, in our neighborhood. Yes. And they activate the motion sensor light in yes. our backyard. And when they do, it's either Danielle, Oliver, or myself that are going, oh, do we have a friend? One of us will say that. Well, Oliver doesn't because he doesn't he like get, animals. He gets excited when the cats come. It's rewriting history right he in front of my eyes. excited when the cats Danielle, couldn't you just pretend they're cats? I told her about seeing that rat and I how... I think it was a baby possum. <sighs> Those are baby possums. 
Okay. It is baby possum season. <laughs> it is? <laughs> is it a season? It, it coincides with Sweeps Week. Yes. Yeah. I think it, I, You're I, the baby I'm, possum I'm of the show. It's baby possum. Okay. I mean, that's still horrifying, but not as horrifying as rats. What do you think about the song, Baby Possum? You guys like that? that Love uh, it. Very popular. They play that at the Super Bowl, right? Baby yeah. Possum. At the Super Bowl, yeah. You guys are the best. You know I love this show. I do. You're a little loud now. Can you turn him down a little bit? I can't control how I talk. That's got to be, that's Garen's responsibility. I know. That's I. He'll fix it in post. He's got to mind the ones and twos. I, I am who I am, Danielle. So you were saying you love our show? I, <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that. You know that. I talk about your show on my program. It's very sweet. On Thank a regular you. basis. And I do. And I, at home, too. He's, he's very truthful in his um, praising. I think that this show should have a bigger, even a bigger audience than Never Not Funny. And we, and that, and that is my show. And livelihood, I think your show is better than my show. That's very uh, sweet, with honey. With the exception, if I may, of, of the, the producer. Production. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The production <laughs> is a little, it's weak. It's very weak. <laughs> Matt's not even here to defend himself. <laughs> I meant, oh, I meant the show, Gary. Uh, you misunderstood. But when he comes in here, he's garden squirrel. He has an alter ego. I know. He goes into um, gardening mode, which <laughs> is that he's an awesome producer. Yes. Yeah. Except that he doesn't know which knobs control which headphones that seems like the basics doesn't yeah, it in fairness to him uh, <laughs> i think we've had that uh, headphone uh, monitor uh, uh, control unit yeah. for i think 15 years yeah. and even if i said to matt turn me up he'd go which one are you really yeah we have a tough they should be labeled we it have a, we seems have a like time. you could just put little tags yeah on it solve that problem yeah this is I'm like not a producer but this is like the ladies in plotties class who still don't know which fucking spring is how much weight god damn figure it out i don't care about that language I'll tell you that right. Oh, I don't know so what any of those words meant. <laughs> you certainly even know what a spring is. You're on a reformer, and there's springs, and the different springs Reformer's are different Reformer's not going to help him. <laughs> he didn't, That's a good he point. didn't know what spring was. <laughs> You're on a bed-like contraption on which you do your Pilates. Jimmy. Yeah. You used to be a drunk. I was a, yes, I was a drunk. Yes, you knew me very well as a drunk. Yeah. Uh, the first year of our relationship, I was a drunk. Right. Um, I just told the the kind people that we have an anniversary coming up this weekend. How many years? Uh, Eighteen years married, wow. twenty four years together. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank, Thank you very much. Yes, I am the luckiest man alive, and I mean that sincerely. Uh, oh, the fact that she stayed sweet. with me through the first year, which will include some of the yes, stories I'm the about story, to tell. Yes, uh, the story, uh, yes. The fact that she stayed with me through that is a miracle. Man, you're going to get a really good present this weekend, I bet. Oh. We don't do presents, don't really. No. Oh. We what? might go to Chili's. I mean, let's face it. Yeah. Could, could be a Chili's. Could be an Applebee's situation. Yeah. We turn into a Midwest couple when it comes time because we panic because <laughs> we don't know where to go. We go. Do we go fancy? No, let's not go too fancy. And then we go, well, just go to Chili's. And then what about islands? You know what? Our, Our son, son hates islands. Hates it. <laughs> he hates he islands. Hates, he has this weird prejudice against islands. That's and he doesn't even know why. It's probably left over from when he was little or something. Thing. And because he likes hamburger. Hamburger. So I, so I don't know why. He does like hamburger. <laughs> he would be against it. I'm never against a fancy meal. Um, now, sometimes when we, when we bring the child with us, which we will occasionally do on an anniversary dinner, yeah. um, we don't want to. He, he, he doesn't need a fancy spread. He doesn't need food. I, I have a pitch. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think you guys should go to Offline so that he can see. The Rami Malek. Oh, the twin. The triplet. The triplet. Or the, the brother of well, the triplets. He's the, yeah. That, that fellow gets annoyed that when you mention that to him, does he not? Hey, he look at Rami Malek. That's the 19th time somebody told me that today. He didn't seem annoyed. He's pushing him into his award-winning acting career as a yeah. Rami Malek lookalike. Yeah. 
Yeah. You, a, you can tell him how many times he's been talked about on I know, this on this podcast, he's never heard Why of. doesn't that guy just go to Hollywood and, and Highland and just start walking around and, and yes, taking photographs? Yes, because I don't think anyone is clamoring for a Rami Malek picture. What about a, uh, a Freddie Mercury? Wouldn't you? Uh, if, yes, oh, yeah, he, he could dress up as Freddie Mercury and look like Rami Malek as right. Freddie Mercury. And, and you see the folks that are that are here tour, uh, touring, uh, tourists. Hi, yeah, I touring. For a living. Right. Uh, they come, that they got their t-shirts on, they're, they're very comfortable, so if they see, you know they're classic rock fans, so they would love a photograph with they Freddie Mercury. They got their t-shirts on, they're very comfortable. What are you saying? <laughs> what, what, what stomach pain is causing this nonsense? I have no idea what, there's, what those words mean together. They, They've got their t-shirts on. They're comfortable. They're rock fans. <laughs> Save this. You can tell him that at all fine. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the third hardest you've ever been. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I love I'm making fun of myself. This would just happen. I'm being mocked in my own studio. Uh, listen, you've seen, you've seen them. I'm paying a picture they got the t-shirts on they're comfortable <laughs> you know they're classic rock fans you know what okay. here's what I, can I tell you what happened I, try, I tried to clean up my, my my description of the person oh you wanted to say they're like white trash hell yeah that's what I wanted to say that I but chose you try not, not to. to use those words anymore so you said I, I, I said uh, that they're wearing their t-shirts and they're comfortable they're t- okay gotcha, <laughs> and gotcha, they, gotcha you gotcha. know what they're comfortable in their own skin what the fuck are you going on about <laughs> <laughs> by the way this one We'll not stop talking about Cagney and Lacey to me and Oliver. Who this don't one? Give... Are you a gay man? Yeah, this one. <laughs> um, I'm living for it. What is it? Oh, I'm here for I'm it. I'm here for it. Um, and I suggested very seriously to him that he find some some sort of online group. Community. Community yes. that he can talk about this with. I mean, he'll, he gives us details of the episode. We're not watching the show. I bet there's a meetup. There's got to be a meetup. Yeah, go to... I'd like to meet those 70-year-old ladies. <laughs> I'm sure you would. You could probably meet them. So let's talk about your story. All right, so here's the deal. I, uh, uh, July um, 18th, I believe it is, of 1999 is the last time that I drank. Um, but that doesn't mean that that, uh, that it should have happened sooner, Christine. There was another time where I was the judge of a... Uh, after my show, I was the judge of a wet t-shirt contest. And... Uh, uh, where I told everybody I voted for That seems for him. on brand. Yeah. <laughs> you were the judge of a wet t-shirt I know. You know what? They went, hey, the, the, and stick around. The comics also judge the wet t-shirt contest. <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm in on that. I'm a drunk looking to uh, yeah. score. You know what I mean? Sure. Looking to, to meet a, a, a somebody fresh. And uh, this is before I met my beautiful wife. I was a single man on that the road. That is how we met, though. Uh, and I told you I voted for you. Yeah, thank and, you. Uh, I here still we didn't are. win, but... 24 uh, years later, yeah. here we are. I still remember that T-shirt. Comfortable? Yeah. <laughs> it was black and very thick. It was a Gildan. I don't know why I thought I would I don't win. know why you thought that would be good for that. Terrible. No, you, uh, thinner the better when it comes to that. Uh, but I did. I told every girl that I voted for them in the hopes that then they would... Uh, want oh, to did back you really? Like, you know, I voted for you. They, they could see I was a fallen you know, down drunk. I have a professional question to ask you. Yes. In a wet t-shirt contest, do you wear a bra under the t-shirt? Or is that like the, the, against the idea of the whole thing? I believe thing? they're supposed to, but I believe these ladies would then reach up and take it off. Oh, cheaters. Um, it, uh, so that was, so it, what happened that night was I was, uh, I was doing a gig in the hotel I was staying at. You understand? <laughs> yeah. And um, the, uh, one of the uh, wet t-shirt contest ladies said, uh, hey, we're going to the bar across the street. Do you want to go? And uh, yeah, oh, yes, I do. And uh, so I went back. This was at a time, by the way, early in my career where the opener, the opening act and the feature performer, the headliner got his own room 
in the hotel, but the other two acts had to share a room. Because yeah. if they gave all three of us rooms, well, my God, the hotel wouldn't be able to. No. they wouldn't be able to survive they'd, if they gave all three rooms. They'd go Another, under. They'd go under. Twenty-four dollars a night. They couldn't handle that. Uh, one time, by the way, uh, they said, uh, "Well, we can give you your own room, but you have to share it with. It, it's part of the storage room." And <laughs> what? So I, I slept on a cot in the storage room. What? And I'd rather. But this I, is how much you dislike socializing. Yes, I'd rather that than than sleep share in a, a double room. bed next to the other comedian who's you know, probably smoking and. You yeah, know, yeah, I would yeah. rather be in a <sighs> room with soaps. Were you like, was there a bucket like with dirty water and a mop it in it? It wasn't a janitor room. Oh. It was like a supply, more of a supply. Oh, so you get maybe lots a, of maybe pillows. A, maybe a break room where people would go and nap, like something like that. That's wow. a thing? A break room where people go and nap? Absolutely. You've never had an office job in your life. You don't know what you're talking about. I worked at MCA about. Records. What are you talking about? I know, about? but you, there's no break room. I signed big uh, artists to record sure contracts. <laughs> um... So that particular time, so I I got I went back to the room to get my keys, and the other comic, who I, I would not remember his name right now for a million dollars, he said, uh, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna go across and go to that bar. I think I think I got a chance." And uh, he's like, "You, dude, don't, you're no way. Don't you, you shouldn't be driving." And I go, "You don't." It was across the street. Yeah. And uh, he goes, uh, "Well, he, he made that point as well. Well, <laughs> at least walk." I go, "Ah, no, it's right. Yeah, you know, I I gotta take the car." And so um, <laughs> you're you're an arrogant <laughs> drunk. Um, dumb, yeah. dumb certainly. So I got the. So anyway, I go. You know, I, I do remember saying. You know, if I just lay down for a little bit, I'll be okay. <laughs> and, and Famous I, last word. And I laid down, and then just went like, uh, okay, and then back up and at it, and got in the car, and uh, and again, re, re, reminder, it's across the street, right? And is so, it like a six lane highway? It is a uh, four lane. Okay. It is a four lane, a Ford four lane. It was a, <laughs> uh, it, was a it was a dice clay movie. Um, so I. Uh, so it was a disaster from the beginning. A, uh, how dare you? That's a wonderful film. That's a wonderful sure. film. No! <laughs> Every time you yell, it's, it's too loud. That's on him. So I, I, I go to cross the street, and somehow, Christine, I don't know how I missed the entrance to that bar, which I'm. If I'm not mistaken, was a straight shot, mm. and I but I somehow went. I, I probably should make a couple turns to make that uh, make that happen. Um, and I got on the uh, I got on the freeway and realized, uh, oh, I'm, I, I shouldn't be on a freeway. I should have been. I should be at that bar by now. <laughs> and, uh, this doesn't look like girls in wet t-shirts, right? And so then I so I get to that little area in the in the highway where you can make a U-turn. So I made the U-turn, and as soon as I make the U-turn, Oh, the no. cop, a cop mm. comes up behind me, and he—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm hammered. He's got me. Oh. He's got me. There's no. It's like, all right, here we go. This is, I, you know, I would say eight out of ten comics have a DUI story, like uh, road comics. They all, right. we, everybody. So I was like, here we go. Here's mine. <laughs> and so I pull over, and he's like, uh, where are you heading, sir? And I go, uh, uh, Holiday Inn, right there. I'm going right to Holiday Inn. And he's like, what are you doing over here? And I said, I was, tr- I was trying to go to that bar. <laughs> And he goes, you could have walked. He's made, he, he even made fun of me. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I didn't. Um, and then he goes, you're going to need to get out of the car. And I said, it was like, what for? He goes, you you, you, you got to take a, a, a breathalyzer. Uh-huh. Now, I didn't know you could refuse that. So I just went, okay. So I got out of the car. And he's like, yeah, so you got to come and sit in my car. And I'm not kidding. All I wanted to do was sit down in yeah. his car. Like, it was like the worst thing in the world was me walking from my car to his car. Wow. Like, I just wanted, like, you know what? Good call. Let's get me sitting down. <laughs> that's, that's a great idea. Whatever you need me to do, uh, let's let's get me sitting down. So I get, I get in his car, and I do the breathalyzer, and I, I forget what the legal limit was. Maybe it was 0.10 at the time. Okay. And I blew a 0.09. 
Oh. And or a point, maybe at a point oh nine eight or something along those lines. And it was because you laid down for that one second. I think that's what. Yeah, uh, so you're yeah. just below. I'm just below. So he he said, oh you oh it's a point oh nine eight or whatever it was. And I said, what does that mean? He goes, it means you're not going to jail. Wow. And I said, oh. And he goes, but you you shouldn't be driving. But we can't. We got to get your car off the highway. Look, I'm a father. Uh, I'll I'll just follow you. Just go five miles an hour. I'll follow you. Let's get that car into the park. It's literally a half a block I'm away. I'm a father. This makes as much sense as the comfortable T-shirt thing. He, no, he said he's a father, and I'm a, I'm a young kid, and, he, and he, oh. he wanted to help me. Okay. And so he was being a father figure oh, okay. in helping me get to the parking gotcha. lot. So he got me to the parking lot, and uh, I said, I'll never drink again, officer. Thank you for your time. And then I went to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. So those are some setups to let yes. you know. Uh, I should not be drinking. You're making poor choices. I'm making very poor choices. And then I met my beautiful wife, Danielle, who then when I would make very poor choices, I would get phone calls. Now. (laughs) Really uh, fun phone calls. I am in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'm working at the Comedy Den. So you're in Grand Rapids, Michigan, 1998. 1998. And and again, the reason I remember that, it was you were coming to visit my family in Chicago for the first time. And I I remember this incident had just happened. So I did the show. And uh, obviously it goes great. Obviously, no question about it. Wasn't even questioning um, that. I was your headlining performer. I forget who the uh, the other comics were. I hope they're doing well. And so uh, I had. I, I remember having a lot of beer, and I'm not a shots guy. I never was a shots mm. guy, but I remember that night uh, somebody was buying me shots, so I was having a lot of shots as well. So that's a thing where, for those uninitiated. For some reason, the audience members will buy the comedian shots as they're on stage. Is that is that what you're talking about? That is uh, that is what happened here. Yeah. Um, and then also um, the last time I drank, because the story I'm about to tell you is still not the last time I drank. Right. So uh, they're sending me shots, and I think yeah. I, so. They want you to be worse at your job, and you're doing the shots while you're performing. You do the shot, and, and be, because the thing is, if you don't do it. And you're in a place where they're in t-shirts and comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, they they will literally they'll just start Turn on they'll you. chant, do drink it, drink it, drink, Jeez. and then you, and the you, you just do it so that stops. It's such Got a it. weird phenomenon. Of you don't like, want to be heckled. Yeah, yeah. But the audience, will, it's like yeah, it's like let's let's give you let's let's give you roadblocks. Yes. To prevent you from doing your job at your optimum. We paid money to come and see you entertain us, but we're going to... Yeah, we want gonna, you to do it poorly. Yeah, we're going to make you jump through some hoops to get yeah. to it. So uh, that's happening. So the, the night is over. It's two in the morning, and um, the bar's closing, and they're like, uh, you know, you got to scram. And um, uh, it was a straight shot from the Comedy Den, I think it's 28th Street, to the uh, Days Inn that we were staying in. And um, it's always good to get behind the wheel car when you've had that much alcohol that's always a smart uh, yeah. decision to make and my logic this time was it's a straight shot <laughs> so I, this may be in the top three i've ever been the drunkest of my life i should not be behind the wheel of an automobile i get to the days and i'm grateful it's december in in michigan it's uh, it's cold it's it's it and that part that, that part of town was depressing yeah and the days in is depressing yeah and my act was depressing <laughs> everything about everything about this was depressing so i get to the hotel and again just oh god thank god i made it thank god i made it to the hotel and uh, but i'm sure you're safe now i'm sure in my head though i toyed with maybe i should go to the taco bell drive through oh, i probably toyed with that yeah. and saw that the line was too long because everybody else had that uh-huh. idea and then just went now nah, just go to the, and get something out of the i'll get a uh, a zagnut out of the vent. <laughs> <laughs> so i go to i, I get in, i get into the to the days in 
And uh, first things first, I call Danielle and leave a voicemail accusing her of cheating on me. That's first things first. <laughs> um, With not even my most recent boyfriend, but a boyfriend two boyfriends back. Which was, that was the weird part. I always thought that was the weird part. I didn't know it was with a, a, a specific Oh, a yes. So I did that. That's first things first. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a, I'm, <laughs> Chunk a, that off. I'm an a-hole. I, I make this mess and I went, uh, okay, check that off the box. Did that. Jerk. And then I went. Uh, <laughs> Jerk it. <laughs> uh, I had once heard a rumor that uh, from my friend, I believe it was David Copperfield, the magician. Right. Who told me that if you take aspirin and water before you go to bed, that you won't wake up with a hangover. Now, history is not on his side, when he, uh, but I still decided to do that. So sure. I go over to the sink and uh, to do the aspirin water trick. I think that only works, yeah, if you call it a trick. Yeah, so <laughs> up the joke. I, I do the aspirin water trick. And uh, so I take, I take the aspirin and the uh, water. And uh, then I was like, oh, I probably should brush my teeth because a fresh mouth then also mm. is good when you wake up. Yeah. And so I, I'm standing at the, and, and it's, my dad made a very good point, by the way, that I came out from the cold into a small, uh, dry hot hotel room okay and so i walk from different into a different environment and so i I, i'm at the sink and again make phone call check aspirin water trick check i go i i'm now attempting to put paste on brush to make my 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 mouth minty fresh for the morning um and uh and so as i'm trying to do that i'm like i'm I'm looking at myself in the mirror and getting woozy and going Uh oh "Oh, this can't be oh oh (laughs) oh, good heavens oh good oh oh, this can't be now the days in does not have the knobs for the water right doesn't have doesn't have a separate hot and cold little uh you Mm -hmm. know little circular Mm -hmm. you know classy hotel yeah it's got that one big war of the world looking thing just that one big thing that sticks up like a switchblade just begging for you to pummel your eyeball into it yeah Just begging. It's got that thing. Mm-hmm. Just staring at you. And so I'm getting woozy. I'm like, oh, this can't be. And Christy, I'm not kidding. As if my <laughs> head had a magnet in it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this can't be. Oh, bam! Oh, no. And I, I I literally like fall down onto the... The the, uh, the faucet handle and it's and it's uh, it sticks into my forehead. Oh my god! It sticks. So where when I pull my head off, it makes a plop noise. Oh, like I go oh, oh it's a boop, boop. Uh, like a little plop noise happens. Oh, and blood starts going everywhere. So oh like, my god! It's like the staircase. Yeah, <gasps> yeah. Just blood very, everywhere, spatter. Uh, they're trying to get up, hit my head again. Yeah, <laughs> spatter, I'm yeah. coughing up splatter. You yeah. guys watched episode two, I guess. Uh, we we're now caught up. We watched, oh. we're, we're caught up to episode Haunting. four. This yeah. story's got a momentum. Listen, this is our show. We go off track. We talk about this. If we don't get in the staircase or some other related <laughs> Or Nicole type, Kidman. We found out, by the way, before you came, that uh, this Nine Perfect Strangers was renewed. Wait, what was it? Nine Perfect Strangers. How are they going to... Oh, no, that was unwatchable. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. Okay. Speaking so, of unwatchable, my appearance okay. as I pull my head off of yeah. this thing. So I pull it off. There's blood. A, there's a pop noise. And blood is, I'm not kidding, it's splurting everywhere. Blood, oh, my God. Blood is going everywhere. Uh, <laughs> like, like I, the like, blood splatter pattern. It is. It's and so much so, like, I could write red rum in the mirror. Like, that's how much blood <laughs> oh is happening. And I did write red rum in the mirror just so I could try to stay awake. Give me something to do so I don't pass out again. So... I do fall to the ground and pass out. And I oh. I have a, I think I've got a seven, I got to drive back to Chicago uh, to catch a flight to go to a different city. And so I, I pass out. I don't remember for, uh, for how, maybe four o'clock I wake up. I wake up at four o'clock in a pool of my own blood. You're like, on the ground. I'm on the ground. Jeez and, there, and there's blood, I mean, there's blood Jesus. everywhere. And I lost, and I'm not good with numbers. 17 gallons of blood? Yeah. <laughs> 
Does that sound accurate? Yeah. Anybody? You guys watch television? Yeah. yeah. That sounds right. Uh, I, I so I, I there's so much. I mean, there's blood everywhere. Like to where like the, the like the days in should go, sir. We're gonna we're gonna have to bill you for this. Like, yes. Well, I thought you were saying we have to open an investigation. <laughs> well, there's certainly that, and then and then a bill because they're gonna have to clean. Yeah. Yes. It's a crime scene. It's a crime scene. They're gonna have to bleach it. There's no question they're gonna bleach this thing. <laughs> so I uh, don't have any bandages, right? To to why would you to stop this blood flow? So what I do very smartly, Christine, mm-hmm. is um, I, because I gotta I I must make this flight. Yes. I um, you don't need to go to the and hospital. By, and by the way, I'm still hammered. Right, I mean, like I'm yeah. not, I didn't sleep off the drunk. Yeah. I'm still. I'm but still... how did you wake up? How, your body just knew wake up at four to make the flight. No, I, I, I think that's just when I came to. I could have. It you could have very easily been noon. Just, you just rolled over to blood and it. Whoa, yeah. what's that? I, you know, I started uh, you know blowing bubbles in my blood. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, in the uh, puddle of blood. So. Uh, what I did is I... You remember that band? Puddles Puddle of Blood. Blood. <laughs> They're very good. They, they open up for a five-finger death punch. Yeah. Um, I uh, took a pillowcase and I tore it up. Okay. I tore it up. The, the bill's and, just getting and, higher and, and higher. And I, t- oh. I tied it around my forehead um, as if I'm in the Spirit of 76 poster. <laughs> or Spirit of 77, according to yeah, Christine. Right. She doesn't know where the bicentennial yeah. is. 200. So, uh, so I got that. So I got, the, yes. I got the, I, and I got to leave. So I pack up all my stuff in the, and I go, oh, it's time to go. I pack up all my stuff in the suitcase, <laughs> and I start dragging it behind me. This is pre luggage with wheels, and I'm just dragging it. <laughs> <laughs> Dragging it. That's so sad. So loud. And it's so loud. It's four in the morning. Everybody's just waking and, up. And I'm kind of like I've got a fife, and, and I'm just, you know, the, and the blood is just—you can see. Is it soaking? And it's through? soaking through, so it looks exactly like and that poster. You're not at any point thinking you should go get stitches. Nah, never crossed my mind. It never, okay. never occurred to me that I should do that. Um, I got to make that flight, Christine. Yeah. The idea, the idea of going to the hospital is not. That's he not he has to go to another city and repeat this mess all over again. <laughs> yeah. Listen, these these white contests, uh, they're, they're not, not going to judge <laughs> they themselves. Don't, they're like, this is going to be a great bit. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. So I, I I'm, 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 I make my way down to. Uh, by, oh, by the way, I remember this. The elevator was out, so I had to take the no. stairs. So it just clunk, 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 of the of this suitcase. And me, just every step, my head throbbing and a little, you just know more, it's like, bloop, bloop, more blood is spurting out. Because before I put this thing on, it was like a geyser. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Like, it, was a, it was a geyser that like I would I could put like my finger into it to oh, stop it. Oh, God. Like on the little Jack Horner. Oh. <laughs> right? Isn't that the guy that's on the corner? Well, he puts his thumb into a, a pie Who's and pulls the out the plum. But there's a, the, no, the, the little Dutch boy puts Dutch his finger boy. into the dike. Yeah, okay. So I don't uh, even know uh, that one. I think that's an offense. I don't think we it's can offense. say that anymore. It's offense. We can't anymore. say that yeah. anymore, yeah. Um, so uh, I get down to the front desk uh, because I'm going to check out. I'm a gentleman. I'm going to. You're you not know, just going to walk I'm out. I'm just going to walk out. And so I, I, I go to the front desk and the, the woman <laughs> behind the front desk, like, she's like, you just see in her face. Like, what the f is happening with this guy, sir? Is that our pillowcase? Sir, <laughs> <And laughs> so we're, we're gonna have to charge for the linens. So, I, I go up to the counter and I go, "Yeah, Jimmy Pardo, I'm leaving 208." And so she's she's you know she's checking me out, and so she's looking down, but she's she's also like looking up, so she's got that lizard eye going. You know what I mean? Like so she's looking down, but like looking up, like like in her head going, like out of the corner of her eye, like out of the corner of her eye, like going, "Should I say something to the guy?" What? So she's, she, you can tell she wants to say something, but she doesn't want to say something. 
Because maybe that's always my forehead. Yes. You know, maybe she doesn't want to go, hey, there's something wrong. And I go, I, yeah. I, I beg you not to make fun of me. This is my head. Thank you. So uh, it, uh, she doesn't, she, she just kind of goes, okay, 208. All right. There's no, uh, you know, room service seems to be on the up and up. Okay. There's no, uh, there's no additional charges. The county club took it. And as she's doing all that, I'm, I'm like, oh, this isn't good. I'm, uh, you know, <laughs> like my suitcase is holding me up. Like, oh, this. So I said, uh, Hey, do you, uh, do, you think, do you think this needs medical attention? <laughs> and Christine and uh, Garen and Danielle, as if she's been waiting her entire life to answer that question, she at 4.05 in the morning, oh my God, yes! <laughs> she screams it so loud, so loud, house cup, uh, housekeeping comes running down the hall. What's going on? They see my forehead. Oh, what does she do? She pulls out Lysol and sprays Lysol on it. What? She's got a clean up this wound. Lysol? She clean, yeah, she goes, That's I, not medicine. That is not medicine. <laughs> Lysol. So she sprays Lysol on it, which believe it or not, kind of felt better, even though that's not the way to go. No, no. Was it lemony fresh? Oh yeah, it made, it made the room feel smell very clean. And uh, so she sprays that, and uh, I think I did feel better, but at the same time I kind of went like, I don't know if that's a good idea. And, um, <laughs> and then the girl behind the counter- And you're still drunk. Hammered out of my mind. Yeah. And the girl behind the counter said, uh, hey, you know what? There's an urgent care, uh, you know, like three buildings down. You, you've got to go there. And I'm like, oh, I, I don't have time for that. I got to make this flight in Chicago. <sighs> I got a gig. And she's, uh, she goes, no, you, you really, sir, you got to go to the, you got to go to the urgent care. And so uh, I was like, all right. So I, again, drunk, <laughs> get in the car and drive three buildings, three buildings down. And, um, and I got in, uh, and I was like, yeah, I think I'm at the hotel, and they think this might need a little attention. <laughs> and at this point, by the way, it, it's a red, I'm, oh. I'm Mike Reno and Loverboy. It's a, it's, a, it's a completely red headband at this point. The blood is uh, soaked through it all. Warriors. And, and this woman, uh, uh, she took it off, and, um, and I, think I, I think it was three stitches. Three stitches okay. is what I needed. And, oh. uh, and then I said, uh, well, this is great. I'm going to wait another seven months to stop drinking. That's uh, that's how that paid off. Did you make your flight? <clears throat> you did not make your flight. No, I did not make the flight. In fact, um, yeah, I I, uh, I believe. Uh, oh, who lived in that area? It was in St. Louis. I believe I called a local guy and said, uh, "Hey, you're gonna have to cover for me. I'm sick." And so you I, couldn't I, even get a later flight. I wouldn't have made it. It was a, it was a, it was a, it was a Sunday okay. private so you lost thing. Lost money. Got it. So I, yeah, and I, so and it just seemed easier to be like, I'm just in Chicago. And I, this is where I got to end up anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I'll just go into my mom and stepdad's smoky house and let the smoke <laughs> go into the wound. The yes. <laughs> but it was that at a point still where you didn't make that connection of like, wow, I the reason I hit my head right. was because I had so much to drink that I lost consciousness and then I missed a show, right. and right. I lost money, and no, it still wasn't enough. It wasn't. No, you it would didn't just, occur you would, to you. You would just not. You just would not let your thought go there. It, yeah, at all. Exactly. At all. I, at all. It wasn't even one of the options. It was. You know, I'm. A, this I'm, is an incident. This isn't. This isn't my life. This was an incident. And I'm a road comic, and it's, this is every, what you do. Every road comic has these right. battle stories, you know. Yes. And so this was just a one of mine. Now, what, here we are, happens. 23 years later, whatever it is, you know, with a funny battle story. So yes, um, right. And even at the time, I, you know that. Uh, t- so I was supposed to do that private gig on Sunday. I then had a weekend of shows in St. Charles, Illinois, and in fact, my dad came with a date who ends up being his wife now, and uh, they were in the audience. And before the show, my dad's like, "Son, what's going on with your head?" And you know, because I, I, I had two little stitches yes. sticking out of it, and or three, whatever it was. 
And so I'm doing my show, and it was going, you know, it's going fine. And some guy in the audience goes, "What's with your head?" <laughs> and I went, "Well, it's none of your business, sir." And then I launched into the story, uh-huh. and the story killed. Like, oh. it, it, and then it did. To your point, it then became part of the. So it was worth while. it. It was so. At the end of the day, it was worth <laughs> it. I got a nice seven minutes out of it. And for, I got an appearance on my favorite podcast. Oh. Out of it. Do you have any follow-up questions? I asked my follow-up oh, question okay. about him questioning his sobriety. After yeah. That How choice. soon after that did you drink? Like the next day? Oh, I probably drink. No, no. I probably drink. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. I know when it was. Monday. Monday night. Because we would do the Monday night um, uh, hot wings and beer group with uh, all of it. Like this, <laughs> this particular group of comics in Chicago, we would meet up when we were all, when we all lived there. Monday nights were our night to meet up and, and, and drink and hang out and get hammered. And then so when, when uh, some of us moved away, uh, we would still then meet up. So it was, uh, okay. it was that Monday. Yeah. And uh, hair of the dog, man. Hair of the dog. Sure. I have some follow up questions. Yeah. Uh, so you made the decision to quit drinking. Yeah. A lot of people have a problem with drinking. I know people who have problems with drinking. What did you do then? You just stopped? I or did. did you yeah, how did go you survive? Rehab? Did you go to meetings? I did went you... to uh, I went to AA for one month. Okay. And uh, uh, it was that scene was not for me. Okay. I, I recognize that it's very important to a lot of people. And uh, but and and honestly, for that month, it was very important to me. I needed to do that to mm-hmm. stop drinking. I, yeah. Oh, so you do think it was helpful? I do, one hundred percent. I think oh, for that, okay. that month it was very helpful. I, I remember we, I went to meetings at night several times a week, in addition to Sunday morning one that you would come with. Me I sometimes. went with him. Yeah. And I thought uh, I only went once. Well, I only went up for a month, oh, so it, right. uh, and so uh, and then one of the, the Sunday one was uh, in Studio City, where a lot of rock stars were there. It's kind of a celebrity hangout. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was weird uh, being a classic rock guy. Yes, t-shirt comfortable. And, <laughs> and uh, Jimmy doesn't smoke or drink coffee, so he really didn't fit in. And, oh yeah, and that was at a time where, like, you know, you could, yeah, you could still smoke indoors and everything. So I didn't fit in at all. And uh, so I. I remember thinking, okay, well, now everybody's telling me I should get a sponsor. And so I called up a guy who seemed to take an interest at the, at, at the sure. meeting. And uh, and he was a construction worker. And he was a, he was a guy kind of like, uh, what's that guy's name? Dutch on soap? Uh-huh, that yeah. Dutch on, he looked like <laughs> sure. Dutch on soap. And he's like, uh, he goes, yeah, you know what? You got to do program. And, he's, and, and so I'm like, okay. So he goes, here's my number. And so it was like, oh, okay, good. Okay, all right. You know, here we go. Now I'm going to yeah, get a sponsor. Got a sponsor. And uh, so it works. So I called him up. And he's like, you're not taking it seriously. I go, What? And he goes, yeah, I, I can tell you're just not taking it seriously. I go, I'm coming to meetings. I'm, I'm not drinking. I'm coming right? to meetings. No, I can tell you're not taking it seriously. I don't know if I'm going to be your son. So I, you got turned down wow. to be a sponsor for after, to be a sponsee after he reached out. To, like he gave me his number. Yeah, and it was like, what? What? That's so fucking weird. I know. So, uh, and it was close enough to the 30 days where I was like, you know what? I just want to. I'm going to get my 30 day chip. Yes. And so I got my chip, and um, and then I did. I went to one more meeting. I went to the 60 day to get my 60 day chip. Uh, and uh, you're just in it for the chips. I like. I like. You like tokens. Yeah, those rewards. Yeah. And then I just to your to your question, I just stopped. And as a road comic, what I did was instead of getting uh, the shows would end, and instead of hanging out and getting drunk, I would get off the stage and immediately go to whatever movie was starting at like the ten o'clock movie. I would go see the ten o'clock just movie to get yourself out of that. So just you protect yourself. Out of yeah. yeah, you left that. So I would go and, and see, and it didn't matter. Whatever it could be a great movie, it could be a junk movie. Mm-hmm. Whatever was playing at ten o'clock, I would I would go see. That's so smart. Yeah. The only problem was having not done all the steps. Um, now Jimmy's addictive personality has found things like Murder She Wrote. <laughs> so now he just watches Murder She Wrote from beginning to end. It's not a problem. I mean, I, I mean, you know, or Cagney and Lacey. Working or, backwards is Cagney and Lacey diagnosis yeah. murder. Murder She Wrote. Um, McLeod. McLeod. Uh, Co- uh, Columbo. 
Kojak. Kojak. Yeah. So, you know, that's just how that's where he, he funnels it. Yeah, it's where he funnels it. And, you know, maybe that's your higher power. Right, because my higher power is uh, is uh, Dennis Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> he's your sponsor. He is my sponsor. You know what? At the end of the day, he's my sponsor. What? McLeod is my sponsor. He knows oh. you're taking it seriously. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, it's my listen. I'm very sincere. For those that don't listen to my podcast, Never Not Funny, to hear me rave about this show, uh, I I love this show. I mean that sincerely. I know, it's so Even though sweet. you're my wife, it doesn't matter. I love this show. I think it's I think it's outstanding. And I, I, I spread the word, listeners, and let get people to listen to it because it's it's terrific. These two and Garen deserve <laughs> deserve great success because this show is wonderful. And, and if you're listening to this, you know that. So. Thank the you. Thank you so thanks, much. Thank thanks you for, for having me. Revealing your hilarious yes. and upsetting story. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was those were great stories. I'm sorry that you went through those experiences. Oh. But great for our show. Yeah. That, it was all worth it. And it, it made me the man I am today. Yeah. Well, and yeah. frail and afraid. <laughs> <laughs> we all end up there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we'll be right back with what did we learn today? Christine. Yes. Are you ready to learn what we learned this week? Please learn me. Nine more perfect strangers. <laughs> no. I mean, what? What? Too many strangers. <laughs> Too many strangers. Yes. Yeah. Um, a possible spinoff for our show, Victorian Ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I would listen to that podcast. Okay. Remember, keep track of your poison rings. Yes. Activated charcoal is charcoal that has been treated with oxygen at very high temperatures to make it more porous. No briquettes in your butthole. No briquettes in your butthole. I mean, you could, but it might not work for poisoning. (laughs) (laughs) The song about Rasputin is called Rasputin by Boney M. Boney M. Yeah. We all have an Achilles squeal, so don't be ashamed. You shouldn't. The term czar, spelled T-Z-A-R, is a form of the ancient Roman imperial title Caesar, which I think I knew and forgot. Oh, I didn't know that. And it generated a series of derivatives in Russian... Tsaritsa or Tsarina is for a czar's wife. Zarevich is his son. Zarevna is his daughter. And Zarevich is his eldest son and heir apparent. Um, Danielle? Yeah, Christine. What a great show. This was a fabulous family show. Not to toot our own horns, but but beep, beep. Why not? Yeah. Hey. Hey. Follow us, like us, subscribe to us, podcast How to Survive. Yep. And as always, remain remain calm. calm.